0: Welcome to The Edge Act, the podcast where we explore the intersection of human stories and business success. I'm your host, Carolyn Crawford, and I'm thrilled to have you join me as we explore the minds of entrepreneurs, marketers, and visionaries who have mastered the art of alchemizing their personal journeys into their business success, and learn how you can apply what they've learned to your own business. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business owner, or simply someone fascinated by the power of human stories, The Edge Effect is here to offer you insights, inspiration, and a fresh perspective on what it truly means to make your mark in the world. Get ready to be moved, motivated, and challenged as we embark on this incredible journey together. So let's begin. I'm Carolyn Crawford, and this is The Edge Effect. Hello everyone, I am so excited for this next episode of The Edge Effect. This episode is titled, Your Mistrust of Marketing is Hurting Your Business. And I really wanted to record this because this is a topic no one really talks about, but yet we experience it every single day and every business I think experiences it at one point or another, right? And so I wanted to kind of bring to light this idea of mistrust in marketing, mistrust in your business. And I think, I think people who have tangible examples of it or have been really burned by marketers or team members or whatever, they, you know, this is not a surprise to them, but I think more often than not, this mistrust of marketing is actually hidden. And so we're going to talk about a few things today. One of which is common challenges businesses face with marketing what that mistrust looks like in the day-to-day, why it this is hurting your business, and then how do you overcome that? And so I'm first gonna kick off with the common challenges and the reason why is to bring awareness, where you may be experiencing this in your business. And again, just before I even dive into this for just some context, marketing is an area that people don't fully understand what goes on behind it. And I know I've mentioned that before and I've know I've mentioned it on the podcast with guests before. And I think even in a few solo episodes and I can't stress it enough. And it's because people get it, but they only get it at the surface level. And so what happens, and this is why this episode is so, so important is that a lot of the challenges marketing faces in the day to day, are unspoken. They're not really coming to you banging down your door and explaining this is the situation happening. Sometimes that does happen. But for the most part, the marketing is an art and a science. It's combining business strategy, analytical mindset, and psychology all in one and being creative. I think a lot of people are can combine a lot of that But to do it in a way that is representative of a brand, to do it in a way that, you know, combines or integrates certain tactics or data that influences the strategy or whatever that is, that's all inclusive. And I think that the daily tasks of marketing to really know what goes on in it and the process you have to do it yourself. And I just bring that to light because marketing gets a bad rap. And the reason why is because there are some people who are burned. It can be a really elusive area in business where it's like, oh, well, it just takes time. It just takes time. And again, I'm going to talk about some common challenges here in just a second, but I understand why it's misunderstood. I'm here to say if you take the time to maybe not fully understand it, but to trust it, but to look at it differently in a way that works for you, then I think you will come to understand it enough to where you can have a great, beautiful partnership with it. And so that's what this episode is really about bringing to light. And so, like I said, first, we're going to talk about the common challenges. And so a lot of the common challenges with marketing you'll hear a lot of jokes kind of about it of one-person marketing two teams, two-person marketing teams, just really a lack of resources that marketing teams feel. And yet from a business leader standpoint, you're seeing money bags at the door. It, it costs a lot of money to post on social media. It costs a lot of money to send an email. It costs X, Y, and Z. And you know, I know from the business leader standpoint, you're like, well, I'm not seeing a lot of return back. And what are you doing? This is just costing so much. And for what, what is the point of it essentially is what starts to question. So I want to dive into the fact that marketing so much of it is unmeasurable in terms of return on investment. It is very, very, very difficult to attribute marketing to direct success and sales. And the reason being is because the marketing metrics are a lot of times vanity metrics. The people that are looking at a lot of these metrics are looking at vanity metrics. So impressions, for instance, or the number of how many people, you know, your post has just as one example, has seen open rates, visitors, page views, things like that. They're not useless metrics by any means, but they don't necessarily tie back to the results you really want to see. And so that's why engagement is so important. So those engagement metrics like click-through rates, open rates, things like that, that is really critical to look at. However, depending on, and this does depend on part of your business and how your business is structured to bring in sales, how your business is structured to keep that audience that is engaged. But once someone clicks on an email, for instance, you can set up ways to track where that goes. But so often what happens is that, especially if you're in a B2B business, it really does rely on the business leaders or the sales department or whatever it is who is kind of helping bring in new business or at least lock in new business is it just depends on what they have set up and what they do. And so that's why looking, connecting marketing with other departments is really important. Connecting marketing with sales and seeing really how what they're doing on the outside is coming back on the inside. And that's why it's so hard because it's so much out of marketing's hands, right? If they're responsible for again just as a simple example, posting on social media, all they can look at is how many clicks we've had on, you know, the bio, how many likes we've had and and again, at the end of the day, these are vanity metrics because there's no tool that really helps track back into your revenue because there's so many touch points that can happen. And that's really why when you see people, and you see marketers talking about like you know, an increase in X, like they that's all they can look at. and and that again, that's not to say that that's not a valuable metric. But when a business leader is questioning the value of the marketing and whether or not it's worth the expense, they're always going to fall back into, well, how much money is coming back in? And so really the breakdown starts to happen because marketing is to bring awareness to your brand. It is to generate, help generate sales. It is to connect all of these dots but a deeper meaning of marketing is also meant to translate your company and to translate your story. And and that's a daily task. It never stops. You can run a campaign, but it's always going to come back around. Yeah. Right. Unless you keep that campaign going for a day, for months, years, you're still going to be needing to find new creative ways to translate your brand. And so that's why so much of marketing is brand awareness. And then of course, like I said, it does need to be connected to sales. You do need to see some sort of connection and see how those touch points kind of come back to the inside. But the that's one of the biggest challenges I see and I've seen throughout my entire career is just unmeasurable ROI. And especially when people are outsourcing marketing, because they see it as more of an, an expense, they need to know that You know, they're not being duped. They're not being, you know, that the person that they are paying a finite amount of money to bring in results for them is doing what they're saying they're going to do. But that adds so much pressure because if you don't have it set up again, if you're paying social media agencies, for instance, yeah, you can see the following, but how, and you just have to make sure that that following is a priority that that brand awareness is a priority. So it's kind of flipping out, flipping the objectives on their head a little bit to really understand how do you make sure you see some ROI? And sometimes that's not in a dollar amount. So that's one of the biggest challenges I see. Another big challenge is how business leaders are viewing marketing in the investment made into marketing. And ultimately, unless you are directly paying for advertising, which is a very tangible, this is the budget, this is how many impressions you're gonna get. It's a little bit cleaner, if you will, in terms of sort of where that money is going to an extent. And I can talk on and on about other misconceptions related to advertising, but I'll save that for another time. But ultimately- Money and the investment you're making in a marketing is an investment into people's time. And that's a really hard thing to grasp because we like to see things as tangible, quantitative things. And that includes, you know, oh, I'm going to post three times a week. I'm going to write one blog a week or whatever. The deliverables essentially that you're asking for. And that's how a lot of agencies and freelancers and will structure their proposals because it's about the tangibles, because people don't trust anything else, which is fair, right? You need to make sure that you're seeing something. However, it diminishes the value and the amount of time that sometimes does go into things. And so that's where it starts to get really challenging because if you are seeing only money out the door and not really understanding the value of it you essentially are valuing the single deliverable right and so that can be really difficult to swallow sometimes because and again just as an example is if you're paying $2,500 which is now the average rate for consistent social media presence and outsourcing that $2,500 a month for a few posts a week you have to value each individual post. And if sometimes those posts may just be a very simple, hey, we're open today, whatever that is. And that's hard to kind of justify for 150 bucks. It starts to boil down with just the tangible. A huge challenge to be aware of is that you aren't just paying for people's deliverables. You are paying for the expertise that they provide, the value that they provide beyond the deliverable that a lot of time and money goes into consistent marketing it really does and i think that's again going kind of going back to what i said earlier marketers especially in-house marketers where the team is really small the resources are very very lean they're quote-unquote complaining because they it takes so much time to again i like i love to use social media as a perfect example because you have to think strategically about what that post should be, how it's gonna resonate with the audience, what the exact perfect writing and caption is gonna be, what is that artwork gonna look like. Sometimes it's multimedia, so that requires a different set of skills and so again that's just with one post so that's what you so if you're questioning you know if you're struggling understanding like what you're paying for and and it's creating a challenge between you and the person you're working with to do it just consider where can you reframe and see like you are paying for people's time and if it's not working for you that's okay but understanding that if it's if it takes people a lot of time to do x And I need something, I need it to feel a little different. Where can I make some shifts? What expectations can I provide? How can I work with them to to make this expense feel a little bit better? And so that's something I wanted to bring to light as well. One other really common challenge I see a lot too is an over-reliance on marketing. But also on the flip side, an over-reliance from marketing on the internal team. I'm going to pause really quick to say this mistrust of marketing is not solely a business leader's fault. Marketing gets a bad, really, really bad rap for a reason. But sometimes the challenges coming with marketing are double-sided. So an over-reliance on marketing looks like you have invested in a marketing team to help bring in new clients, build brand awareness, all of this stuff. A lot of the times business leaders or other department heads or whatever, whoever else in your team, look at that as a good reason to stop doing what they're doing, to stop lifting their finger, to help build that brand awareness, to help bring in the team. They want to focus solely on what they feel like focusing on. And while yes, marketing should be responsible for helping bring that stuff in and there should be some accountability there. If you stop everything and you don't look at how marketing is connecting back to what you're doing internally, especially on the sales front, that's when the over-reliance starts to impact what's going on. And that can look like marketing sending out creating a funnel essentially for you sending out the emails giving you the data that says hey these are the people that are engaged with what we're talking about you should reach out to them and at a certain point yes there's marketing tactics to where marketing can be involved but if there's a sole reliance on marketing to lock in those engaged users then things were going to fall you're just always going to blame marketing for that when at the end of the day it needs to be that's why sales and marketing need to be connected because marketing is providing the runway for sales and it's providing the ability for the people that sales talk to are actually warm leads that are actually people that have a very good chance to to buy from you and that is why there's such an important connection between sales and marketing, but it's so overlooked on because marketing is seen as it should be doing so much of the legwork when really you can't think of it in that way, or you shouldn't, because that's when I think a lot of that mistrust starts to to boil up and because it's not just about the sales for marketing, even though, again, that is a huge, it's always a huge business objective, but brand awareness comes into play, which is why going, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, those metrics, you know, people look at it and they're not useless. None of the metrics are useless metrics, but they may be useless depending on what that purpose is. Right. So impressions matter. If your goal is brand awareness, they do not matter if your goal is sales. So that's what I mean in terms of just, that's just one small example of just kind of the juxtaposition between marketing and sales and how that's being connected. And it may look like a success on marketing side based on whatever their goals were, but may not look like success on the sales side based on the sales and business goals. So just want to share that. On the flip side, an over-reliance on from marketing to the internal team is also a huge challenge that I see pop up a lot. The reason being is because marketing needs to work with something sometimes, right? If they feel like they're in the dark about things, it makes their job really, really hard. And again, it's this is not a blame on the business leaders, but... And it need there actually needs to be more accountability on the marketer side to kind of work with what they've got sometimes. However, they also need to raise their hand or speak up a little bit to say, Hey, we cannot move forward. We cannot shift things. If we are in the dark about X, Y, and Z, we cannot move forward because we don't know what's going on in your business. So just FYI, that's going to impact the results that we're seeing so how can we work together better and I think what happens a lot of the times is that instead of saying that they kind of throw their hands up in the air and say well I'm not involved I'm not being looked to to for things and I'm just gonna do the only thing I can which is just keep up consistent posting and kind of just keep burning the oil that's really dwindling down And i think that becomes really challenging because then at the end of the day if it's if the business leader is stalled on their end for whatever reason or maybe they're busy they haven't you know it feels like they have to handhold the marketing team or whatever then they start to get resentful and then blame marketing for that and that's fair they you know there is that's what i mean like there definitely needs to be some accountability where it's like we're working with you we got to see what we're doing here and on the flip side too i've been in the this is i've seen this happen both sides where the business leaders have tried to work with them and they're throwing their hands up because they're not getting brand new content to work with and it's like okay at a certain point you have to you have to get creative you have to kind of keep working with what you got And keep pushing those creative boundaries and so i do understand that from a business leader standpoint and the frustrations that can get caused there so just keep in mind over reliance is a really really big issue and that comes from both sides and the whole point of marketing is that it's a partnership it's a collaboration and so that's something to keep be aware of and be mindful of as you go so what does mistrust look like in your business? And so I know I talked about it a little bit more or a little bit just now, but go, diving a little bit deeper about what it actually looks like in the day to day. And so, I mean, this one's an easy one, right? It's questioning the results. How are the results that marketing's bringing in impacting the business? You st- a lot of the times business leaders who have a mistrust in marketing but may not necessarily be aware of it or maybe they're aware of it but they're not kind of g- combating it in a in a great way is just questioning things doubting what the team is doing doubting what they should be seeing and i will say you know to the bus- business leaders credit if they don't understand something you know it is r- the responsibility for their team to educate them on that and be and really be transparent about what they are doing and the types of expectations to come into play what that process looks like and you know to again this is a collaboration frustrations are going to always happen that's not the goal here the goal is not to never be frustrated but the goal is to how can you you know navigate through those frustrations and still maintain that trust and i think that's when Things start to break down is that you start to question the results you're seeing nothing's really changing no one's coming together to say hey let's fix this let's understand why you're questioning these things let's also show you that we are working to change our results around if it's just you know subpar results coming through or whatever that looks like so that's one one area of where mistrust can can come into play Also too, when you are kind of going back to money equals kind of people's time, when you're just solely looking at money going out the door and not seeing a lot of return in, that is really, one, you're adding so much pressure to what you are investing in and it's always gonna disappoint you because of it. If you are looking at marketing as just, again, money bags out the door, you're not seeing the value of marketing and you will never be able to be sat- fully satisfied with the results. Because here's what's going to happen is you're going to switch the team, you're going to switch whatever tactic is happening, and then that is going to cause you to invest potentially more into an advertising that's only for a short time as one example, right? Or you're going to switch to another team and then it's going to be, you know, dealing kind of onboarding and dealing with that whole thing again. And you just don't know if that's really the problem. So this is why mistrust in marketing starts hurting your business is because you start to blame marketing because of that over-reliance. You start to not see their value and their worth for your brand and your business. And you start to question everything. And so it's really just this ripple effect. And all of that starts because of those cracks I mentioned earlier, where it's unmeasurable ROI. You're seeing money as people's deliverables versus the value of people's time and things like that. And it hurts your business and it, and it hurts it because you're adding unnecessary pressure to your team members because at the end of the day, marketing is meant to be part of your team you're also starting to question a lot of the strategies that sometimes do take time. If rightfully so, they are not pulling in the results that you're expecting. You're kind of shifting a lot of things and you're starting from scratch. So therefore you're kind of exhausting a lot of resources early on or a little too soon for, for when they're, you're supposed to. So what starts to happen is all of these things start to shift. The story starts to shift. The branding starts to shift. The frequency, all of these things and ultimately that does have a ripple effect on your marketing because even though the audience doesn't know what's going on behind the scenes, if things are not consistent, that's when the overarching strategy just will keep falling flat. And so a lot of the times when we are questioning, you know, these results and the money that we're spending. And again, kind of this over-reliance or blaming blame of mark towards marketing. That's when we are saying, you know what, you're not work- you're not working out, let's go with someone else. And you start to see that sort of revolving door of talent. You start to see new people coming through, new strategies coming into play, because no matter what, you're going to get a fresh perspective from people, but doesn't guarantee that it's going to be better than the last guy. So that's all why it hurts your business, because you end up spending more to try to fix this problem when ultimately... So often the problem can be fixed if you are viewing marketing in a way that it's full of trust, if you're coming from a place of collaboration and working together as a team. And so this is how you overcome mistrust in marketing. One, you have to look at marketing as embedded in your business. It cannot be an expense that you're taking a chance on that you're really hoping you see back. You have to see it that marketing can play a role in your business strategy. And if you see it in that way, you're not gonna start looking at money going out the door based on deliverables. You're gonna start to see it based on value. And you're gonna start to see it in a way that provides a lot more longevity to what you're seeing it now, which is again, oh, a few posts a week. Oh, we need to increase frequency. Oh, we need to do send more emails, whatever that is. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Instead, when you embed marketing into your business, not as, okay, here's a few team members that we've got and just kind of, you know, Caroline for marketing, hanging out in the kitchen, right? You give them a seat at the table so they know what your vision is. So they really understand the direction that the company is going in. So they really understand these micro shifts that happen every single day in your business because everyone's kind of after a common goal. And that has a ripple effect on everything else that they're doing. That saying, that to say is there are times where spending on marketing is sometimes necessary as just an expense, right? That's where you can look at, you know, a one-time ad or a one-time campaign or a short-term project with a branding company or something like that. All of that is technically an investment into marketing, but could be deemed as expenses. However, Understanding the difference between investment and an expense in marketing is also going to save you a lot because you're going to see, like I said, you're looking at the longevity of it. How is me investing in my branding going to return back to me? And that's not quantifiable results. That is very qualitative results, right? Yeah. Okay. You can see it in terms of deliverables that you agree on, but what does that longevity and branding look like for you? What does that investment look like? How do you feel? What's the value of that for you? And it can't just be, oh, it looks nice, pretty colors. It's got to look bigger and different than what it is. And the reason being is because if you make an investment into that and you and you have marketing embedded in your business, then you are seeing things from the highest level where you can say, okay, we need to invest in new branding as just one example, right? We need to invest in new branding because we're trying to appeal to an audience that's a little bit younger, fun, really bright branding, bright colors, really bringing in a different vibe to our company than our current sort of standard colors, kind of boring fonts or whatever it is. Again, at the surface, it looks like you're talking about just colors and fonts and you're like, okay, so, (laughs) however it makes a difference. If you look at companies like Goodles or Oathouse, you know, they're appealing to an audience that appreciates good branding, that is fun, that's playful, and that all comes back to your ideal customer profile, right? And so when working with marketing on developing that profile and developing that strategy will make the investments or an expense more justified and give you a little bit more trust in terms of where your money is going. So truly seeing marketing as a partner is going to, yeah, rebuild this trust 100%, but also know that you have a partner. And I think that goes with such a longer way too, is you've got someone at the table with you saying, Hey, from the outside looking in, this is how this strategy can look like. This is how your shift in your business trajectory is going to, going to come across. This is how we can get it out. It's not, hey, we have this new product coming out. Please post about it. If you look at it that way, it's ne- you're never gonna see the results that you wanna see. The last thing I'll leave you with is in terms of overcoming mistrust is standing in your own leadership. And I think, again, this kind of goes back to the over-reliance on marketing. At the end of the day, you're the business leader. You can call the shots, and that definitely means you can fire people. You can yell, at you, hopefully not yell at people, but you can, you know, let them know this isn't working for you, but you can get angry at them if you really want. But ultimately, you're the business leader. It all falls on you, which is a lot to kind of come to terms with. However, to what you signed up for. So if it's not working, you have to be aware of where the cracks are. And sometimes that means looking at yourself. It can't, if it's on marketing, sometimes there are bad actors, not gonna lie. And like I said, I can have a full episode about shady marketers and working with shitty agencies or whatever bad experiences that occur, but it's not, that isn't it. That isn't always the problem. And I think more often than not, it's not the problem because those guys, you just cut and no problem, right? And sometimes it it takes you standing in your leadership to determine if you need to cut them. However, a lot of the times, as you stand in your leadership, you say, hey, this is not working for me and I don't really understand what you're doing here or in terms of, you know, where your effort, where your priorities lie, where your what's taking so long to do something. How can we make this a little bit easier for you? How can we make this a bit more efficient? Where are you feeling that you're at getting a lot of pressure? You know, really understanding them and working with them. And again, sometimes it is the person, sometimes it doesn't work out and that's fine. That happens and it happens often. But if you like who you're working with, if you think that they can be a good fit, but it's not working for you, where can you add a little bit more, at least temporarily, to see if you guys can find new ground and really again collaborate? Where can you embed marketing a little bit more into your business for it to strengthen the ground that you both are standing on? And I say all of this recognizing, you know, a lot of the pressure is on the business leader. The reason being is because the business leader does hold the decisions it holds where the money goes, you know, however, it's not solely on the business leader. If you're working with people that are not the right fit, but that's why your education and your awareness on common challenges and misconceptions of marketing is really, really important because it just has such a ripple effect on everything else and ultimately you have to think of your business long term you have to think of every dollar going out is this a short term expense is this a- or a long term investment and i think that's where we tend to feel a little hesitant about it or a lot of resistance to it so I leave with you with all of that. Hopefully this resonates. If you have any specific questions on any of the things I mentioned, or if there are other challenges that you see where you're like, hey, I th- actually think this kind of causes mistrust or other scenarios, please let me know. I really want to hear kind of what people face in their day-to-day and why and how we can rebuild and strengthen the connection between business leadership and marketing. So- With that, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you soon. That's it for this week's episode of The Edge Effect. But the journey doesn't end here. We encourage you to take the lessons learned from our guests and apply them to your own entrepreneurial endeavors. As you navigate the ever-evolving world of branding and marketing, remember that it doesn't have to be overly complex. But communicating your brand effectively is an ongoing journey. It requires continuous refinement, a deep understanding of your audience, and an unwavering commitment to stay true to your story, the unique edge that sets you apart. Stay tuned for future episodes where we continue to unravel the challenges of branding and marketing through the incredible impact of human stories. Until next time, keep embracing the edge, embracing your story, and making a difference through your business. I'm Caroline Crawford, and this has been The Edge Effect.